Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast, Chamomile Cafe. I'm Kim and I am so happy to see you here. You know, today, do you know last week I forgot, did I forget or was I just too lazy? (laughs) Well, whatever the case, I didn't have tea last week and I like to have tea because obviously I'm a herbalist and I like to have my teas and I like to talk about it and the different benefits and the effects and the tastes and oh, I'm definitely a tea fan, but we had hot chocolate today. I've just finished it, actually. I finished it before I even started recording. My love went out and bought all the ingredients because I was, I mentioned how I was craving it, and he went out and he got them for me, and it was a salted caramel hot chocolate with, you know, the squirty cream on top. Unfortunately, they did not have any vegan marshmallows. So that will just elevate it next time. And he even grated chocolate on top of it. Oh, I think it was actually the best hot chocolate I have ever had. So I'm extremely happy about that. Very smitten. So next time I'm I'm excited to have it, but with marshmallows. So that was my... I was going to say that was my act of self-love. No, I guess that was his act of love towards me. But... It was my act of self-love to sit and enjoy that hot chocolate and it is self-love month and I love this for January because January is the month where New Year's resolutions are set and they're not always as positive as we think and they're not always as healthy as healthy as we think and they don't always come from a loving place and we can be a little bit strict with ourselves so I'm glad that January is a month of self-love because I think it's needed, because January's a little bit of a down period as well, like, it's not very high energy for a lot of people, you know, the Christmas period has just passed, and I know for some people they hate that period between New Year's and Valentine's, Um, well, until after Valentine's has passed, and I know a lot of people, there's a money issue when it comes to January, and the weather, the sun's not out yet, it's particularly cold, we haven't, we haven't even had any snow to add on top of it, in the UK anyway, so, uh, well we have, but, you know, not real snow, not January anyway, not this month. So, in regards to New Year's, New Year's resolutions, like I said, they're not always positive or healthy, and they're not always coming from a place of love towards ourselves. Often, the focus of the new year's new year's resolution is because of what we don't like or love about ourselves that's a massive focus so when people reflect on the previous year to think about what kind of resolutions and goals they want to set for themselves the current year instead of looking at their achievements and accomplishments and celebrating their wins no matter how small the focus is mainly on what was or wasn't done and being overcritical and being so mean to ourselves sometimes and just telling yourself you're not good enough, you haven't done a good enough job, you didn't do well enough last year and then from that you force yourself to do things that don't actually serve you and it acts as a punishment and does a punishment help you get to where you want to be and to grow? No. And 
Acting from a place of shame and guilt and self-hatred is not going to help you grow and it certainly will not help you love yourself. And if you are feeling ashamed and guilty and you hate yourself and you don't love yourself, you're not going to do loving things for yourself. And this is why people don't stick to New Year's resolutions. So part of it is yes, because... New Year's resolutions are often unattainable and unrealistic. Unrealistic. That's why the vast, vast majority of people don't even stick to them past January. And even if they are realistic, you don't love yourself enough to show up for yourself if you're coming from a place of guilt, shame, self-hatred, uh, being overcritical about yourself. Now, this reminds me of Parents who are too strict on their children. You know, like tiger parenting, where it's very strict and harsh and just setting unreasonably high standards on everything and putting emotions and feelings and joy and fun and passions on the back burner. Now, when you don't meet these extremely high expectations, there's a chance, you're, a very high chance you're going to feel guilt and shame and low self-confidence and low self-esteem and low self-worth. And because of this, you're going to punish yourself again for not meeting these extremely high expectations by forcing yourself to do things you don't want to do in order to make up for the things that you failed to do previously. Or you completely lose face and you don't even show up for yourself because you don't think you can do what you expect yourself to do. So, failing to show up is not an option for a child with an extremely strict parent like this. But when you are the only one holding yourself accountable, you can only push yourself for so long because we are human and it's inevitable that eventually you are going to crack even if it goes on for years, you will eventually crack and this is when people have mental breakdowns because they're suppressing their feelings and their emotions and desires for these external factors. Like this particular idea that people have of success in order to feel worthy, not because it's something they enjoy that brings them something emotional, it's because of how they think they will be perceived in the world or they think this is the only way of achieving success and working on your new year's resolutions in this way it's like a smaller scale version pushing yourself to reach this level of perceived success in order to feel worthy and to have value when you already have inherent value your value does not come from these external circumstances like how much money you earn the type of person you were married you know, like um, their status or your own status, your own social status or the way you look, these things do not make you worthy or valuable. And is acting in this way to achieve these, you know, versions of success, is this a way of acting in a loving way towards yourself? No, because the feelings that you get from not achieving these things or pushing yourself to achieve these things even if you get there but you don't have any positive feelings from it apart from this feeling that maybe oh yeah I achieved that goal but what has it brought me 
no emotional value, that is not acting from a place of love. And your feelings and self-love are way more important than overachieving. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve and overachieve and pushing yourself to a point, but downplaying the importance of fun and joy and following your passions just for passion's sake, for no other reason, not just to achieve something, that is not acting out of love for yourself. And like I said, yes, it is an amazing thing and it's not a bad thing to strive for more and to work towards certain goals and want to better yourself. I love that. That is a positive thing. You should always be, not always, but you should over a period of time be looking to grow and improve yourself and become a better or um, more enjoyable version of yourself, your favourite version of yourself. I don't always like to say your best or highest self. This is something I've learned recently, actually. So that can put, that can make you put certain standards again, but your favourite self, that is what you should be striving for. Now, when you are neglecting your feelings, you are neglecting your well-being just to achieve these certain goals. Now, what is the point of achieving these things that you think are going to make you successful if you're miserable? What is the point? (laughs) There is absolutely no point. Like, I know some people who say they would rather be rich and miserable than poor and happy, but if you have been in both circumstances, you would not rather be miserable and rich. If, If you have ever felt that true joy and happiness Money is not more important than that, honestly. And if you have not felt that happiness, you need to get there because that feeling, just feeling so emotionally fulfilled, nothing compares to that, honestly. Money is nothing compared to that. So to have money, I'm just using money as an example, but to have money and that emotional fulfillment That is like the cherry on top, but do not push yourself to do things if you're neglecting yourself in in the meantime while you're doing that. So I have acted in a way in the past that has been overly strict and forcing myself to do things in order to try to become the person that I thought I should be or to achieve things for not very good reasons, like purely for validation, that's a big one for a lot of us. But when you love yourself, you don't act like that anymore. Yes, you still work towards your goals. If anything, you work harder, but in a more positive way towards your goals, in a more loving way. But you support your mind, body and well-being in the process and you don't neglect yourself for any reason and you don't set yourself up for failure. I have learned that self-love is the answer to everything in pretty much every area of your life. Maybe not absolutely everything, but pretty much everything in my experience. And this has been one of my biggest lessons so far. Like, for example, relationships. You set the standard of how you treat yourself so you don't let partners disrespect you. Sorry, you don't let partners disrespect you and you don't settle for someone who isn't your person. 
So even if they're not a bad person and they haven't done anything to hurt you and they've done everything seemingly right, but they're just not your person, you don't settle for that because you know you deserve your person, someone who is made for you. And friendships, it's the same as relationships. You set the standard and if you are your best friend, if you act like a best friend to yourself, you have set that bar so high that you don't let friends disrespect for you, disrespect you and treat you like crap and gossip about you and time after time let you down with your job. Oh my god, job. <laughs> you love yourself not to stay in a job that makes you unhappy and depressed because it's not good enough for you. Because you know you are more deserving and you deserve a job or a career that fulfills you and where you feel like you have value and it brings you joy and even where you feel like you're serving others and you stop with the self-sabotaging behaviours because a person who loves themselves who loves themselves does not sabotage themselves would you sabotage your friend if you're saying yes then you're not their friend so but you know you would not sabotage your friend because you love them, you care about them. So don't do that to yourself. If you care, and if you care about yourself and if you love yourself, you don't make yourself do things that you think you need to do. You know, you don't force yourself. And you keep promises to yourself. Because a, a big part of self, self-sabotage is you say you're going to do this and when it comes to it, you're like, mm, you know, I don't feel like it or I don't want to do it. Because self-discipline is self-love. Now, I know it seems a little bit contradictory because of what I was saying about being overly strict and harsh on yourself with your New Year's resolutions, but after some time you are able to use your discernment and know whether you are forcing yourself and pushing yourself too hard and burning yourself out, or if you are just saying, or if you're just not doing something because you can't be bothered time and time and time again. You get to, you know the difference. And I think you know the difference deep down anyway. Before you do w- much work, I think really you do know when you're pushing yourself too hard compared to when you're just refusing to do something because you can't be bothered. Now, today I actually was thinking, oh, should I record this tomorrow, this podcast? Because... I had a long day at work and I didn't really feel like it, but I thought, no, I said I was going to do it today. I'm going to do it and I'm doing it and I feel good about that. So when you do things that you say you're going to do, it makes you feel so good as well, especially when you don't want to do it, especially with things like exercise. Oh, wow. Like diet and exercise, that is another thing that you don't neglect when you love yourself because it's like with your pet, like your dog. Even if it's raining outside and your dog's tired or if you have a lazy dog, you still take them for a walk because you love them and they need the exercise and you know that and you're not going to neglect them and you don't let your dog eat chocolate because you know it will kill them. Well, I mean, you might feed your dog a little bit of chocolate but you don't feed your dog copious amounts of chocolate because you know it's not good for them and it's going to kill them if they eat too much and you love your dog so much and it's like look I know you want this and I know it will be tasty and you enjoy it 
but it's not good for you so I can't let you do that. You do that with yourself too when you love yourself. Now when it comes to self-love, you should be the focus of your own life. This is a big, I don't want to say problem, but this is a very common thing that we serve our partner before ourselves or our friends or our family or our employer or boss and you should I can understand why you might serve your partner family friends before yourself and even when you love yourself and you focus on yourself and you put yourself first there are times when you put your loved ones first not all the time but there are times when you do that out of love for them as well but Don't ever put your employer or your boss before yourself. It's a little different if you're your own boss, but don't do it, especially if it's your job you hate and your boss does not respect you. Don't put your job first. That is not more important than you. I can promise you that. And we get upset when we're not given love by those we crave love from, like our partner, family and friends. And that's because we want and we expect love from those people. So why don't we expect love from ourselves? You are the only person who will always be with you. You cannot escape from yourself. And you're the only person person you can always rely and depend on. And to trust to make the right decisions for you. And to feed and nourish your body. And to stick up for yourself. So why would you not expect love from this person who does all of those things from you for you? Why is it unacceptable for that person to love you more than anybody else? And I know we're taught to not love ourselves and that it's not okay for you to love yourself and that it is selfish and egotistical and cringy, but that's not true. That is absolutely not true. Not only is it okay to love yourself, it is essential. It is the foundation of building your life, your desired life and reality and building a healthful and happy life for yourself. Now, yeah, I could I could say that yes, yeah, self-love is selfish, but not in a bad way. Why is being selfish? a bad thing. Like I was saying, you should be the focus of your your own life. You should be selfish. But it's not egotistical to love yourself. And we're told this because people don't often want you to love yourself. Often it's because they're insecure. And when you love yourself, it reminds them they don't love themselves. And that is very triggering. And people project their own insecurities and their own traumas onto you everything's a reflection if you see if you admire something in somebody else it's because you can admire that in yourself if you hate something in somebody else it's because you don't appreciate that about your own self or you have some kind of trauma with somebody and that action reminds you of that person so that's a trauma that you haven't healed so again that's a a projection So it's either someone is projecting and that's why they don't want you to love yourself because it's triggering or because they benefit from you not loving yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, 
and you're not putting yourself first, you are putting them ahead of you and people like that because, well, not everybody, some people, some very genuine, loving people who care about you will tell you, look, you need to look after yourself first. Don't go wiping everybody else's ass for them. But generally, there's some people who want you to do everything for them and they don't care about you. But nobody will lose respect for you over putting yourself first. They might be pissed off, they might not like you, they might think you're a bitch, but they won't lose respect. It's not something that you can lose respect about. Unless, I mean, they might lie to themselves and say it, but again, that's the pro projection because they're insecure because they don't love themselves. So, serve yourself before others because you can't pour from an empty cup. And I didn't really understand that until it was in, explained in such a way that when you fill up your own cup, the point is to not pour your cup into somebody else's. It is to fill yours so much that it's overflowing and that overflow can go to everybody else. And honestly, people love being around someone who has looked after themselves first because think about somebody who has done that. Think about someone in your life or someone you know or even a celebrity or someone you see on YouTube. Just think of someone. Think of that energy that they exude. Think about that feeling that you get from being around them. And people don't trust you if you don't love yourself first because if you can't do the things that a person who loves themselves does and show up for yourself, how can they trust that you're going to show up for them and show them love? If you can't even show yourself love, they can't trust that you're going to show the love to them because if you can't show up for yourself, if you can't do the bare minimum for your own self, they doubt your ability to do that for them. So not only is it, does it make you choose healthier relationships, it can help strengthen your current relationships. Now, how do you start to love yourself and show yourself love? Okay, here are some tips and practices and it will take time. It is not an overnight thing. I did not always love myself. I used to be very self-loathing and I'd feel sorry for myself and I did not act in a way that was loving and I would act out of insecurity. But now that I love myself more than I ever have in my life, I feel like I've learned a thing or two about how to get there. So the first one, and this is a big one, it was for me anyway, negative self-talk. Stop that and let go of any thoughts and beliefs that don't serve you because your thoughts influence your feelings and your in feelings influence your actions and it does go the other way as well. So your actions influence your feelings and your feelings influence your thoughts. But if you think negatively of yourself and even if you say it because words have power if you say I am worthless then your feeling is that you feel worthless and the action is that you don't share your gifts with the world or even your community or the people around you and another example if you say oh I can't handle conflict 
you feel nervous when so- when something like that happens or insecure or and you just shut down and then you just allow people to treat you negatively and allow people to speak to you in a way that is not positive to you and is not respectful and you don't stand up for yourself and if you say like I am the way I am and I can't change you become very passive and you make no effort to change so you're not going to change and of, of course we all know a lot of the negative things that we say about ourselves we've all got well hopefully you don't do that anymore but if you do you know what they are and try to change those and shift those into at least neutral statements because neutral statements you can't really argue them because they're kind of like fact like and you know people's nose a lot of people have an insecurity about their nose so just say you know my my nose helps me breathe my nose is here for me to breathe my nose allows me to smell flowers and perfume and personally I get eczema on my hands and oh I was so insecure for a long time about this and I'd look at my hands and I'd think they looked like like mon- like a monster like and I'm not even exaggerating I'm not saying that to be mean to myself and it's not something I tell myself now but it really affected me because I just look at them and I think just objectively like this looks like a monster like something you'd see in Scooby-Doo or in a movie like it doesn't look human so that even though I didn't feel anything particularly negative remember your thoughts influence your feelings and your actions so that thought even though it wasn't specifically from a place of being super insecure it then made me feel insecure because then I was thinking about that and so I felt so I felt insecure and then the action is that I'd hide myself away and then the neutral statements I'd say is and this is what really helped me shift is my hands have made some really tasty dishes that I've shared with my loved ones these hands stroke my cats and make them feel good and love and affection my hands have put medicine together that have helped heal other people and then when you start to accept these neutral statements it's a lot easier to start saying positive statements about these things you're insecure about and to start actually believing them and you know like a non-physical example if you say I'm bad at x y and z you're putting yourself down and instead of that say I've noticed areas where I can improve in regards to x y and z and then you can start to shift that into something positive it's like a stepping stone and it is hard to love yourself if you have self-limiting beliefs and negative beliefs about yourself and replace these with self-empowering beliefs and statements I love affirmations, truly I do, but what magnifies them and makes them even more powerful, in my opinion, is doing mirror work. This has transformed the way I see myself. Because when you are looking in a mirror and you're making eye contact with yourself and you are saying 
positive statements to yourself, I statements. You feel more connected to yourself and you have a stronger sense of self. And it's not like you're just throwing statements out into the open. They are literally being reflected back to you. And you're saying it to yourself, looking yourself in the eye. And it feels a bit more intentional because you're saying it to your face. And it really helps them stick, these affirmations, and it really helps you believe them. And it, like I said, it does take time. And the more you do it, like, if you do mirror work and affirmations every day for a month, you will see a difference because the subconscious brain, even if you don't believe it, and even if it feels difficult and cringy and it feels like you're lying to yourself, your subconscious does not see it like that. Your subconscious takes it in. Your subconscious takes in way more than your conscious brain does. And you will start to believe it. And it improves your self-esteem and self-confidence. And it does become easier the more you do it. And looking your security insecurities in the face every day and working on them is so powerful because if you have insecurities about the way you look and then you look at yourself every day and say positive statements, it does really, really shift the way you see these things. Because when you tell yourself something enough times, you start to believe it, even if it's a lie. Have you ever told a lie so many times that you start to believe it yourself, even though you know it's a lie? The subconscious is just insane and I love that. I love working with the subconscious because it just takes so much in. It's like a sponge. It is not the same as the conscious mind. But it does eventually influence the conscious mind. And if you are in doubt, if you struggle to know what to say to yourself, how to speak to yourself, what's acceptable, what would you say to a friend? How would you speak and treat a friend? Because someone who loves themselves doesn't say nasty things to themselves. Imagine saying the most awful things that you say to yourself to a friend or a child or your mum. If that horrifies you, if you just can't even imagine it, then you shouldn't be saying these things to yourself. Because remember what I was saying, you are the only person who is there for you, looks out for you, who you can trust and rely on to be there 100% of the time. So don't neglect that person. And there was a social experiment. I tried to look for it. I really did, but I couldn't find it. So they took these negative things that people said about themselves. I can't really remember. It was such a long time ago I saw it. Um, I don't know if they just interview people. But then they, they were in a restaurant and they had a table sitting next to them or close to them. And it was this friend saying those things that that person had said about themselves but to the friend across from them and it was filming this person these people's reactions and they were horrified they couldn't believe somebody was speaking to their friend like that but these are the exact words that they'd used for to against their self about their self and if that does not speak volume i don't know what does and you have to take action. So, you know what I was saying about your thought thoughts influence your feelings, which influences your actions. Doing your mirror work and your affirmations, that is the action. And that action influences your feelings and then your thoughts. So, it goes both ways. So, the way you speak to yourself and about yourself 
is so so important and that is the number one thing that I would say and it's such an easy thing when I say easy no it's not easy it's simple it becomes easy the more you do it because then you believe it but it's a simple thing it's a simple act the next thing I would say is focus on what feels good and I don't just mean in the moment what makes you feel accomplished and proud of yourself What makes you feel energised, confident, happy and joyful? Think about these things. Things like... uh, They can be difficult in the moment, but they can make you feel this really positive feeling once they're done. Things like working out. That is a big one. Does that feel good while you're doing it? Sometimes, but not always. Cooking and eating a healthy meal. Seeing a friend. We often don't want to go out, but once we're out, we love it. Publishing that po- that podcast or blog or website, it might feel like a lot of hard work, but once you've done it, you feel so proud of yourself. Even if it's not perfect, you know you've done it. Doing your skincare, doing housework, calling your parents, these things, even before, normally the before bit when you're thinking about it, it's like waiting in the doctor's office. When you're thinking about it, when you're just there waiting, it's always worse than when you're actually there doing it. And then after, you feel really good and you're glad you did it. And on the flip side, what doesn't feel good? So, binge eating. That might feel good in the moment, maybe until you get to the very end. But when you start, that feels good because it releases that dopamine. But it doesn't feel good after. Not at all. The same with drinking a lot and doing drugs. Binge watching Netflix. I mean, you can do that from time to time, but... As a general rule, if that's all you're doing, watching your laundry and dishes pile up, having greasy hair because you haven't been bothered to wash your hair, staying up late, but also forcing yourself to do intense workouts and intense strict diet plans and being very strict with studying and having to do that from the minute you wake up until the minute you go to sleep or working on your business to the point where you're burnt out. These things also don't feel good. So it's a balance. It goes both ways. There's, you know, you can do a little bit too much of something and a little bit not enough and too little, too much of something and too little of another thing. It's, you have to get the balance right. And the more that you work on these things, the more that you feel, the more that you get a feel of what is the right balance. Remember, it is, it is something that takes time. And boundaries. What doesn't feel good? When people break your boundaries. Oh, boundaries is a big one. And I will do a whole episode about this because certain people we allow to cross our boundaries and certain people we don't. And there's reasons for that because we feel differently about different people, how people carry themselves. When somebody has more respect for themselves, you have more respect for them. Generally, that's it's just a human thing and you pick up on that. So there's certain people we let cross our boundaries because we feel we let them have power over us. And when there's a particular person or situation that keeps crossing a boundary, you really need to put your foot down which might not, again, feel good in the moment, but once you've done that, you're glad that you've done it. 
but I will go really deep into boundaries because it's so important and it's something a lot of us, most of us, have needed work on in the past or need to work on. I'd say everyone, everyone at some point has had to do boundary work or needs to do boundary work. Also, hanging around with certain people, that can make you feel not good. So, people who talk bad about themselves or you or others or people you've outgrown, you're just not clicking anymore and it feels awkward and uncomfortable to be around them or people you're just unable to be yourself around and not able to fully express yourself. And certain situations you might not feel good around anymore, like if you used to go to a bar and now it's it just doesn't feel good anymore, it's not you, you've outgrown it. Suppressing who you are is another thing that does not feel good. When you are not able to be yourself, you feel stifled, you feel small, you're not, ab- you're not able to really let out who you are in your, in your entirety. And that is exhausting and I think most people don't even realise they're suppressing who they are because they've never been able to be themselves. And that is a big part of self-love, is being able to be who you are and own that. So, loving yourself is not just about what feels good, it's also about avoiding what doesn't feel good. And I want to say boundaries, setting boundaries with yourself, that is another strong one, and this comes along with self-discipline. Like... If you have set a boundary that you're not allowed to go on your phone after 8pm, respect that and don't go on your phone after 8pm. Because if you respect yourself, you respect the promises you've made to yourself. If you set a boundary with yourself to not speak to your ex, don't speak to your ex. If you have set a boundary to not skip your workouts on a regular basis just because you don't feel like it, not for other reasons because I know life gets in the way, then stick to that boundary and do your workouts when you say you're going to do your workouts. Oh, I'm just, I really need to express how important boundaries are, but I I will do a whole episode. Now, what I don't want you to confuse is self-care and self-maintenance. So often we think that self-maintenance is self-care and it's a loving act towards ourselves. But self-maintenance is the bare minimum. It's like the basic essentials of what you need to do to keep yourself alive and functioning just as a regular person. So things like showering and brushing your teeth and eating and drinking and living in a clean space just to maintain yourself and your life as you currently live it. Now, self-care, that's like going the extra mile, that's the extra step, the things that improve your well-being and nourishes your mind, body and soul. So, it's not just eating, but eating healthy meals. And this is bubble baths, so not just showers, but indulging and going out with your friends and really enjoying yourself and listening to music and singing and dancing and doing your hobbies. This is self-care. And I am aware that this is different for everyone so if you are in the depths of depression your self-care and self-maintenance is going to look different 
to somebody at the peak of their professional, social, romantic, personal life. And it is subjective, but don't kid yourself into thinking that the bare minimum is treating yourself. You deserve the bare minimum. That just goes without saying. But you also deserve to indulge. So don't just settle for, yeah, I've had a shower, so you know, that's self-care. No, have that bubble bath. (laughs) You're allowed. And you see expensive fancy products that, you know, the things that you've bought but you don't really want to use because they were expensive and you don't want to waste them. First of all, this is a big mindset I'd have. Like, I'd buy a load of things like nice stationery and candles and underwear and bath products, but I wouldn't use them because I didn't want to waste them. If you're using them on yourself, why is that a waste? Are you really a waste? No, this is not how you should be treating yourself. So do not settle for the bare minimum. Indulge in things that feel good. And again, hobbies. Oh, hobbies is an important one in creating because yes, well, you need to have some self-discipline and do the things you need to do. You need to enjoy yourself. You need to nourish your soul. This is an act of self-love. Oh, make time for yourself and enjoy yourself with no expectations or obligations and don't feel guilty for it. Do not feel guilty. So also, don't not only don't overwork and not make any time for play, work hard, play hard, but also instead of just watching Netflix for hours and hours on end and doom scrolling, do something that fulfills you. Because what feels more loving to you? Just watching Netflix for hours on end whenever you have a chance or doing your crochet or seeing your friends or going to your yoga classes or riding your bike. I don't know what hobbies (laughs) you might have or reading. Reading over Netflix because remember, books are 99% of the time better than the movie. And we forget how much we enjoy our hobbies. Honestly, when you haven't done something for so long, you forget how much you enjoy it. And yes, it can feel a little bit overfacing, but just put a little bit of time and dip your toes back into your hobby. Honestly, it feels good to just be in that situation where you are doing these things for yourself again. It can really ignite that fire in you. And you deserve to just enjoy something. Enjoying yourself is healthy and productive. Enjoying yourself is productive. Having fun is productive. Nourishing your soul is productive because anything that improves your well-being and makes you happy is productive in my eyes. And we're in a society of hustle culture. Now, I know we're going a little bit back on ourselves with that. I say ourselves. I, I do not subscribe to hustle culture, but that is not self-love if that's all you're doing if you're if the only thing you're putting your focus on is your work that is not an act of self-love and also find peace this is the last point but I really want to drive this home to you you really need to find peace and quiet and just spend time with yourself being mindful meditate just sit in nature, have a bath, anything that just 
frees your mind for a minute, something that doesn't require any of your attention, even your hobbies. When was the last time you truly just sat and did nothing? Absolutely nothing at all. We are living in a busy world full of so many responsibilities. We all have lots of responsibilities, probably more than we should, and we're always doing something and we are almost never present, many of us. And it is so good and nourishing for the nervous system to just do nothing at all and just be, just exist. Because you are a human being, not a human doing. Get back to your roots. You know, what do you think we were doing when we were, um, what is it, like prehistoric times? We were chilling out. We were just, you know, picking some fruits, hanging out naked, you know, just relaxing and basking in the sunshine. Get back to doing that. It feels so good. I know that some of us, it's very difficult to not do anything and we get itchy feet and we want to do something. Some of us can't sit still. But honestly, it's so good for the nervous system. And when you're just sitting and being present and just looking around, you know, not really putting any emphasis on doing anything particular, you know, just being a bit observant or observing your thoughts, this is when the best ideas come up. Why do you think so many people have incredible ideas in the bath or shower or even on the toilet? It's because they're not doing anything. Yeah, you might be washing your body, but is that all you do in the shower? No. How many of us just stand under that hot running water and just enjoy it? And things come up in our, come up in our head that we would never normally think about or we're surprised. We don't know where that's come from. And that is your higher self, your intuition whatever you want to call it, but also when you're being present, we think about things that we don't normally think about, so when I say just sit and do nothing, you are going to have thoughts, and this is when we reflect on things, and we reflect on things that we don't normally think about because we have no time to think about it, because we're always doing something, and that's when you can think, hmm, that doesn't seem right, you know, something in your life that it feels like it's not in alignment with you, and then you can take action because if you don't acknowledge things in your life, you can't take action. And when you take action, inspired action, that is when th when things start to move and you get the ball rolling into a, even into a new direction that you didn't even think you could go in. And you can start to build a certain life for yourself that you never would have built if you didn't just sit and reflect on current situations in your life that you'd normally just accept. But when you have that time, you can use your discernment a little bit more. Because it's hard to really think deeply about things when we have a million other things on our plate and we're doing things and always trying to get stuff done. Now, I want you to be patient with yourself. Like I mentioned, self-love takes time. It does not happen overnight, especially with reprogramming your mind because if you have thought or felt a certain way your whole life you can't expect that to change overnight and there is never going to be an end of your growth 
and your self-love journey, we're always, always going to find more ways to love ourselves and to deepen our love with ourselves and deepen our connection with ourselves. And that does take time, okay? So be patient and don't, do not get into that negative self-talk and get annoyed that things aren't happening fast enough for you. They happen when they happen. You just need to keep working on things, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. And if you're in doubt, a question I like to ask myself is, what would a person who loves themselves do? If you're in a situation, like if you're in a situation where you feel like a boundary is being crossed, or you are neglecting your responsibilities that you could do, but you're choosing to neglect them, or you want to neglect them, ask yourself, what would somebody who loves themselves do? Or what would somebody who loves themselves think or say or say to themselves? And I'm going to end it there. I do think that self-love is one of, if not the most important thing, well, maybe not the most important thing, but it's an extremely important part of working on yourself and your life and improving your life and it propels your progress towards your goals honestly it like if you are hustling and working really hard towards your goals and you take one two even three steps back and you put that time and effort and energy towards self-love practices you will see more growth i can almost guarantee you Maybe not in that particular area, but in other areas of your life, overall, you will see growth, self-love. Don't underestimate the importance of it. I know it sounds cringy, but that is because we have been sold this narrative that self-love is cringy and it's unacceptable and you shouldn't love yourself or it is marketed in a way that seems very ingenuine, disingenuous, disingenuous. (laughs) because it is now a money-making scheme as well. We know that self-love is popular and it's becoming more acceptable, so companies are monetizing that. So yes, it can feel not very genuine and it can put you off, but when you really love yourself, really truly, and not just in an egotistical way, you know, like, when you say, oh god, that person loves themselves, you know, someone who feel, who's full of themselves, that is not what self-love really truly is. And often people who are full of, their, full of themselves, there's an ego thing going on there, so there's some insecurity that they're overcompensating for. But anyway, I'm going to end it there, and I really hope that this month, if anything, you focus on self-love. Of course, work on your other goals, but don't neglect yourself in the process, okay? So, I hope you take care of yourself, and I hope you love yourself, and I hope to see you in the next one.